Welcome into the Money Call Podcast. It's week seven of the NFL season. I'm Samuel Bigelow here with Gabby Mozipo, recording this episode on Tuesday, October 17th, getting you ready for all you need to know to make a little money on this uh, this week of the NFL with your bets and a little bit of fantasy football knowledge uh, as well. Uh, so yeah, before we get right into it, Gabby, welcome in. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, Sam. Thank you for allowing me to talk to you for fantasy football once again. It's been a rough week for me, though. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to bounce back. Uh, we can dive into it a little bit deeper, but I'm excited to get into week seven here and just see how this week folds out for us. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm excited as well. And um, this episode is going to follow the uh, typical um structure that we've been doing we got uh picking every game against the spread our best bets for the week and then of course our survivor pool picks uh but yeah before we get to that gabby's fantasy football woes they stem from uh losing to me in our uh our main league there it was uh not close uh i think my team is the best in the league gabby thinks i might might be second but i'll take either one honestly so uh Tough week for you, Gabby, but I I loved I loved getting that win over you. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was a little nervous. Start the week, we were looking good, looking close, but ended up not being that that way. But you, as as you know, beat me in our uh this week in our picks against the spread. So or last week. Uh so good for you there. Good way to make a comeback. Yeah. I guess the world has a funny way of um going around i can't have it all so we'll take the 500 record back here and hopefully we'll go positive once again and be able to climb those rankings and be able to overtake you here in these weekly picks yeah so as gabby said he uh got his record back to 500 um going nine and six in uh picks against spread last week so pretty dang good uh and i went seven and eight with a losing record so not only losing to gabby but losing in general, to the book. So, yeah. Uh, this week, no fantasy football matchup against each other, but that's okay. Uh, we got our picks against the spread. So, yeah, without further ado, we'll jump right into that. Um, starting with our game on Thursday, we got the Jaguars. First game back in the States in a couple weeks, uh, but this one in New Orleans. Jacksonville comes in as one-point favorites. And this is with Trevor Lawrence, as far as I know, uh, still questionable for the week, although it does sound like he is likely to play. But, Gabby, what are you thinking on this game? I like the Saints here no matter what. That defense is for real. They've allowed the unders in over 80% of their games in the last 15 games. And with Trevor Lawrence, who's coming off of an injury in a short week, I like the Saints being able to get after him on the defensive side of the ball and making this just a defensive shootout. And the Jaguars, I don't think they're going to be able to withstand that. As well, Derek Carr, he didn't look super good in that game versus the Texans, but he was able to sling the rock quite a few times and get the ball down the field to his receivers like Shahid on that touchdown. And it's able to get the ball to Olave after some down weeks. So I like the Saints here. Minus one at home. 
I don't blame you for that one with uh, Trevor Lawrence being banged up, but personally, I think he plays, and I think he's going to play at a level uh, that's good enough to get the win here. Uh, so I'll be taking Jaguars with the point. Um, I think the Jags are just a way better team than the Saints, going in a really positive direction. Even though the Jaguars are on the road and Trevor Lawrence has the injury, I think they're going to play well enough. I think they're going to get the job done. Uh, obviously, it's definitely a bit risky since I don't know for certain uh, how uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to play. But I just, for me, I just think it's the the pick here. So if I was betting this game, I'd be taking Jags money line. Don't worry about the point. Get the plus money, and I'd be uh, I'd be happy with that pick. But um, also being a Thursday makes it a little bit more of a risky pick. But um, I, I I just believe in Jacksonville right now way more than the Saints. So I think they get the job done, even though the Saints got a pretty solid defense uh, and not a terrible offense uh, every week at least. Um, so I'm going the other way with that one. Uh, but moving on to our next game, we got Detroit, and our, this is, of course, the uh, first of the early window games on Sunday. We got Detroit going into Baltimore. This is possibly the most interesting game on this slate, I think, this week, for me at least. I think both of these teams are Super Bowl contenders, which is crazy to say about Detroit, but I, I think both teams are really, really good. Detroit's three-point underdogs, which – Actually, seems like a lot to me. I'm pretty torn on this one. I think if I lean Baltimore to win this game at being at home, but the the points just makes me nervous. And to be honest, if I'm betting this game, I think I'm going to take Detroit with the points plus three. Um, feeling very nervous about this one. If I'm if I'm taking this game at all, I'm probably taking. Detroit at the money line just because of the plus money and I could see this game going either way but but I don't I don't I don't love it here uh either way I, I'm probably um I'm definitely going with Detroit but I'm not feeling super strong on it um but Detroit plus three for me and if if I'm betting the game I think it's kind of a toss-up so I think you take that money line in Detroit also um that's what I'll be doing but um I think it's a really close one uh, with Detroit with a slight edge here. But, Gabby, what do you think? I'm all over Baltimore this week. I'm kind of surprised that you're on Detroit. Given how good Baltimore has played this year, um, given the fact that Lamar, he's actually been swinging the rock. He needs to be in this MVP conversation. His wide receivers, they're playing a little bit better last week. Zay Flowers was able to show up with his first touchdown in the NFL. Um, the running game hasn't really showed out, but Lamar has still shown the ability to, that he is a force in the open field, and especially in this running game. So I think they're going to be good in that front, and they're getting healthier. Ronnie Stanley and Marlon Humphrey have been playing in these last couple of games and looking healthier and healthier. And on the Detroit side, they arguably don't have their best offensive player this year in David Montgomery. He was likely going to be out this game. So give me the Baltimore here, minus three at home. I don't think these teams are gonna would be necessarily like even. I and mean, I think uh, the Ravens are gonna, just going to be the better team here, and they're going to win it straight up and by more than three. I also like the over here; it's at forty two points right now. Um, I know that the unders have been hitting at a significant rate this year, so you'll see a lot of lower scores and totals this year. But 
I like this game to hit the over of 42. Uh, yeah, I personally think it stays at the under. I think both teams are going to kind of try to slow it down, which I think plays in Detroit's favor. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. I I do have a lot of love for uh this Baltimore team in that I have a lot of their players in fantasy in a lot of leagues, and I really do think they're a true Super Bowl contender and possibly the best team in the uh, or not the best team. They're definitely the best team. Uh, in their division, in my opinion, um, I think I think they're better than Cincinnati clearly this year. So, um, I really like Baltimore, but I just feel like Detroit's on a roll right now, and with the points, I think it's really it's it's really nice, and I think it does go hit the under. So the points you got to take it, but it certainly is a bit of a happiness hedge. Admittedly, if Baltimore is to win my fantasy team will probably do great. Um, and if they are to not win, then I'll have been right about the bet. But I do think Detroit has the edge. Excuse me. Not purely just because... Um, it, not just purely because of the happiness edge. So, yeah, I I am on Detroit, and I, that, that is kind of uh, probably a little surprising. But moving on to the next matchup here, we got... Uh, Buffalo minus nine coming into New England. Uh, New England, obviously, having had a terrible last few games. This game has a spread or an over under, excuse me, of 41 and a half. So I think really, obviously, Vegas is just expecting New England to not score very much. Um, for me, I think Buffalo is, while dinged up, and coming off a couple bad games, which make you nervous, especially in a divisional game, I still think Buffalo's got the firepower to get it done. I think it's going to be a bounce-back game against a, a truly reeling Patriots team. I had faith last week that they were going to be able to get something done against Vegas, who's a terrible team. I just had faith in Bill Belichick, and I just you can't have faith in him right now anymore based off how uh, New England's performing. He may turn it around, wouldn't surprise me at all, but you can't be giving Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt uh, like you may have used to win your bets. So for me, taking Buffalo, I think they win handily. Nine points is a big spread, but I think they're able to get it done and cover that. Um, I just couldn't imagine taking New England here. Um, I I just don't see how they keep up with Buffalo at all. So, uh, But Gabby, what do you think on that one? with you here. I'm all over Buffalo. Minus nine. The Patriots have been bad. Mac Jones has been really bad this week, or this year in general. And he's been one of the worst quarterbacks. I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to get subbed out here once again. So I'm over all over the Bills in this bounce back spot. They eked out a win last week versus the Giants on the last second play. Or last second defensive stand, I should say. So I think they're going to come back here with confidence, knowing a divisional matchup that this game is going to be important to put them away. Glad we got some agreement on one finally. So there we go. Uh, Next game we got on the docket. Just one close to your heart, Gabby. We got Cleveland coming into Indianapolis. Indianapolis, two-point underdogs. Gabby, which way are you going with this one? 
I gave you guys Jags last week, and I was right. Aiden Cleveland here, minus two. I really <clears> – <throat> here, I like it with P.J. Walker or Deshaun Watson. P.J. Walker, yeah, he had two picks, but he was able to – to move the ball down the field versus a really good Niners second uh, defense in general. One of those picks was really bad. Fred Warner, but other than that, he was able to move the ball. So I think he's going to be able to do the same thing versus the Colts. And the defensive tackle for the Colts, Grover Stewart, he's on a six-game suspension for PED. So I think the Cleveland is going to be able to run the ball pretty effectively with Jerome Ford and increased touches of Kareem Hunt. So I like to the Browns to be able to control this game and lean on their defense to get after Garner Minshew, who's going to have to throw the ball a lot this game. So give me the Browns minus two. Yeah, I I completely agree with you, Gabby. Um, yeah, I just have a ton of faith in Cleveland's defense. They're historically good. Uh, Gardner Minshew's a solid quarterback, but I don't think he's going to be able to really do much against Cleveland's uh, really staunch defense. And P.J. Walker, no matter how you felt about his last game, he's played in quite a few games at this point, and he's not obviously not a starting caliber, but he's looked fairly solid in, in a few of them. Um, and so he has the ability to get the job done, and so I think he does get the, get the win here against the Colts, and I think he does it by more than two. Obviously, it's going to be – it looks like it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game. we got the over-under at 39, which I think plays into the Browns' favor. Like you said, uh, Gabby, the run game should – should uh, be pretty solid for me. Yeah, it doesn't matter about the quarterback. Like I said, have faith in uh, P.J. Walker. Yeah, so for me, I, I'm feeling pretty good about Cleveland here. This is definitely in contention for best bet, best bets this, uh, for me this week. So, uh, yeah, really like Cleveland in this one. Uh, next game we got on the docket, we got a NFC East divisional matchup. Washington coming into New York to face the Giants. Washington is two-point favorites on the road. I I, I guess I guess it's not all that surprising, uh, but both teams have not looked very good. I, I personally think this is potentially the hardest game to pick of the entire uh, slate this week. I think New York looked a lot – looked solid – I mean, not really solid, but they, they were able to play good on defense against Buffalo, and their offense looked like it had a chance to win the game. So uh, that's better than they had looked in the past. So um, I think New York maybe has a chance to win this game, but I kind of have some faith in Sam Howell just to be able to score points with any offense. Um, and obviously New York is not a hard offense to keep up with, so – and they don't have a great defense. So, I mean, if Sam Howell is going to have a good game against anybody, it should be New York. So, in this very tough game to call, I'm going to say Washington gets the win and they cover the two points. But for me, I'm not recommending anybody bet on this one uh, because it's just uh, it's just cloudy. But at least Washington has their starting quarterback who's shown some flashes of being able to score. Um, Washington, of course, very – volatile but um like i said they could score with anybody they don't always do it but they've shown the ability to put up lots of points so taking washington just basically for that ability uh 
against New York. But Gabby, what do you think? I'm going with Washington here as well. Um, for the Commanders, I think they're a little bit undervalued. This is going to be an ugly game, but I think I think they're going to be able to push the ball down the field with Sam Howe. Terry McCorn has been the real deal under Sam Howe. He's definitely been his best quarterback. Sam, Sam Howe was bad last week. Don't get me wrong, but um, McCorn was able to do what he does very well, which is catch deep balls down the field, which are just 50-50 huck balls. And I think the commanders are going to be able to push the ball versus this Giants. And I'm still going to be able to get after either Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor because it doesn't look like Andrew Thomas is coming back anytime soon. And I like the commanders to finally get some pressure here. But I also do like the Giants as a sneaky good streamer this week, given the fact that the Sam Howell is on pace to be sacked the most in NFL history. So I think Kayvon Thibodeau and Dexter Lawrence are going to be able to give four to five stacks in this game as well. So if you need streaming defense out there, pick the Giants. Jahan Dotson, I'm calling for a potential breakout week from him. Um, He's getting dropped in every league, including by me. And this is a great matchup for him. And I'm not saying you got to be starting him in fantasy, but tell me it doesn't make sense. The week that everybody starts dropping him, including myself, against New York, who's uh, definitely got holes, I could definitely see a breakout week from Jahan Dotson. So I'm putting that on the radar. Not saying it's really actionable, but I just want to put that in the out to the universe. Um, may not be a, a breakout, may be the wrong word, but... Um, I think he gets more than 15 points of fantasy this week, so uh, we'll see. But anyways, third agreement in a row for us. Uh, Moving on to our next matchup, we got Atlanta coming into Tampa Bay. I think this is another really good one. Atlanta is two-point underdog or two-and-a-half-point underdogs, excuse me. Another low over-under, lots of low under over-unders, but as Gabby mentioned earlier, the under has been hitting a lot. Uh, 38 and a half is that over under uh, before I forget to say that. Uh, but anyways, Atlanta, two and a half point underdogs to Tampa Bay. For me, this one's really tight. But I think a close game. I think Atlanta can can play well in a close game or that lends the, uh, to Atlanta's favor. Uh, 38 and a half is that indeed is near what the actual point total is, will be a low-scoring, close game. Atlanta can hang with anybody in a game like that. They have a really good defense, and they have a really good run game. If it becomes a shootout, that's where Atlanta can't keep up. But if it stays with this over-under, I think they got a really good chance, even on the road, uh, to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been really good lately, so it's definitely not one that I feel super confident about, but I like getting the points with Atlanta. So, um I do feel good about that, um, and it will be recommending Atlanta plus two and a half uh, in this one. What do you think, Gabby? I like Tampa Bay here. Coming off of an embarrassing performance where they just look flat-footed versus the Detroit Lions off the bye, I think they're going to come back and have a bounce-back performance here versus 
the inferior opponent in the Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Ritter is a bottom five quarterback. Mm-hmm. He needs to be benched. He just throws picks. He doesn't. It doesn't look like he's reading the defense from time to time. So I think the Bucks are going to be able to get a couple turnovers here and just control the game. Atlanta has a good defense, but they're on the field way too much, and Desmond Ritter isn't able to push the ball down the field. So I think the Bucks are going to be able to win this game pretty comfortably. Um, big dose of Mike Evans in a bounce back game. He's had a couple of drop issues. I think that's going to rebound. And I also like Chris Godwin as well to come back in this game. Atlanta's cornerbacks, yes, they've been healthy, but I think the Bucks' inability to run this football, they're going to lean back on their quick passing game of Baker Mayfield to be able to dissect the defense because he's going to be able to, to do actually a pretty good job of not turning the ball over, which was his problem in Cleveland. And now he's, I think he's going to be able to get the ball to his playmakers pretty quickly. So give me the Bucks minus two and a half. Yeah, definitely don't blame me for that. I think this one's close, so that's why I'm going with just the team with the points, really. But, um, yeah, Tampa Bay has been impressive this year. And I do think if Desmond Ritter does get benched, which I don't think happens this week, I think it's not going to happen really in the middle of the game. If it, if it does happen, I think it's going to be, like, at the end of the week. But if it did happen at any point, I do think that would be an upgrade for the Falcons. I think Taylor Heineke is the backup there, and I do think that he is more competent than Desmond Ritter. Uh, I definitely agree with the bottom uh, bottom five comment on uh, for Atlanta. I just think that they just match up well with anybody in a low-scoring game, and I think this game ends up being that way. But Tampa Bay does have weapons, so it's definitely – if they can get, get some offense going, then they should be in good shape. But also, Atlanta, again, has that uh, tough D. But – Anyways, um, moving on to our next game, we got Las Vegas coming into Chicago. Las Vegas, three-point favorites on the road. Justin Fields may not play. Um, Gabby, what are you thinking in this one? I'm all over the Raiders here. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah, Garoppolo may he, not play either. Yeah. Yeah. So this might be a backup quarterback war. Aiden O'Connell versus Pageant. Yeah, I like O'Connell here still, but it's a scary survivor pick. But if if you've been picking favorites like some of us, I think you you just have the Raiders might be some of your best options. So I like the Raiders here. I think they're gonna be able to get to pageant with Max Crosby and the company and actually for the turnover. So, and on the offensive side, I think this might be a bounce back week for Devontae Adams. If they just simple, simplify the offense and Devontae Adams is someone who's going to be able to get open. I also think he's pretty hurt. I think that's what his deal is, but, and a heavy dosage of Josh Jacobs. So give me the Raiders here. Yeah, don't blame me for that one. This one is tough to pick. I'm, again, picking this one in a lot of re- ways just because uh, Chicago gets the points uh, and are, is at home. Uh, so as as I <laughs> didn't really allude to, uh, more of just said, uh, taking Chicago here plus three. Uh, they're at home with the points. Both teams have are likely going to start inexperienced quarterbacks, although the Raiders may go with Brian Hoyer over Aiden O'Connell. 
I, I really don't think much changes for the Bears for their game plan, which also I think lends in favor of the Bears. They're a pretty run-heavy team as is. I mean, Justin Fields, of course, has had some big, big passing performances, but for the most part has had some pretty terrible passing performances. And they've had to be pretty run-heavy, and so that's what they're going to have to be this game, which really is the style they wanted to play anyways. Las Vegas, that's not so much the case. Uh, although they do have a have had a strong run game in the past, last year having Josh Jacobs be one of the best running backs in the in the league statistically and in general. But this year, I mean that that run game hasn't materialized quite as well, and that's not really as much their bread and butter, of course. Um, but Chicago, that's what they want to do, and they've had some injured running backs, so they'll ha- they have some issues there. But Roshan Johnson should be back, and it could be a big game for him. Looks like a pretty interesting prospect coming out. People have been interested in his breakout. Should be definitely rostered in fantasy leagues, especially going into this week. Uh, I think they're able to get the job done, especially with the three-point boost. So I'd be picking them, and I'm interested in the money line here. Um, But this will be a disgustingly interesting game, likely. And if either starting quarterback plays, that's the team that will probably win. But um, I think it's going to be low-scoring, grinded out, Perfect for the Bears. Um, so it'll be interesting for that, but um, won't have a ton going on. But, Gabby, what else you got on this one? Um, I just wanted to state that I do think this is going to be a bounce back for my guy of the year, DJ Moore. Um, I think here with Padgett, he did show an ineptitude, not an ineptitude, but an ability to – Get him the football here at the end um, after the offense was a little bit reworked. So I think versus the Raiders, I think DJ Moore is going to be able to find his targets and it's going to be a nice bounce back spot for him. Nice. Well, we may see that, uh, but we're going to close that out, take a break, and we'll be right back in just a moment to finish out our picks against the spread. All right, welcome back in to the Money Call podcast. We are uh, continuing with our picks against the spread here. Uh, we just finished up the early window, and we are moving on into the afternoon window, uh, the afternoon slate of games here. Um, and to get right into it, we got Arizona coming into Seattle. Arizona, sizably uh, underdogs in this one. They're seven and a half point underdogs against Seattle. This game is a 45-point over-under, which compared to most of the other games is actually pretty high, Um, but of course is not absurd or anything. But uh, this one is a fairly big spread in a divisional game, which makes you nervous, and I will preface preface this one by saying I am a Seahawks fan, although would never let it get in the way of my picks or my bets, but... I do think Seattle has just got Arizona's number. I think Arizona – I think Seattle can gets Arizona just on more on a regular basis. I mean, historically, I think teams like the Rams and the 49ers have had better luck against Seattle. But, I mean, that's more of a gut feeling. I don't know the actual numbers, to be honest. Um, and, yeah, I think this is another time that Arizona being pretty poor, I think Seattle is going to be able to – 
figure them out and get the better of them pretty handily, especially after a really disappointing game against Cincinnati last week. I think Seattle comes back and bounces back at home. And I think they beat Arizona handily. I don't think Arizona can keep up. And I think Seattle um, has a good game plan. Um, it comes out and beats beats, beats them handily, as I said. Um, and, and Seattle is just a, a much more talented team, even though they certainly have some holes on their roster. They are a m- much more talented team overall in almost every position. So uh, taking Seattle here handily uh, on the road. But what do you think, Gabby? Give me the Cardinals, actually. <laughs> I like Josh Dobbs here in this spot. Um, I think the running backs, seven and a half, that's going to be a key number. So I like them plus seven and a half. The running backs are going to be, I think, a little bit better with Keontae Ingram leading the charge. I can bounce back spot here for Marquise Brown. And I think this defense is actually going to be able to get to the offensive uh, to Geno Smith because this offensive line hasn't been able to block still in that Bengals game. They're able to get to Geno and they weren't able to put up points like they were, uh, like they wanted. So give me the Cardinals plus seven and a half. And that's why I think the Seahawks are a scary survivor pick this week. Okay. I actually like them as a survivor pick. So, yeah, we're going to be different there, too. But, um, or obviously that makes sense. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, maybe it's a little bit of home team bias for me, but I do think they get the job done. But we differ on that one. Uh, moving on to our next one, we got Pittsburgh coming into Los Angeles to face the Rams. Pittsburgh's three point underdogs, which. I think it's fair. The Rams have been really good um, lately. Pittsburgh, though, I think I just feel like this is the kind of game uh, they get they get the win in. Um, I really like Pittsburgh here, and the reason why is just I think Pittsburgh defense Pittsburgh's defense can get get to the Rams. I think that it's going to end up being a, a lower scoring game, and I think that's perfect for Pittsburgh, especially with three points. Um, Matthew Stafford's a quarterback that can be a gunslinger and can definitely be turnover prone. If there's a team that's going to get to you and make you do turnovers or have turnovers, it's going to be Pittsburgh. Uh, TJ Watt, incredible. Um, leads that leads that squad. Uh, yeah, so I, I just think that they're, they're going to be able to get turnovers in this matchup. I think it's prime for that with an inexperienced team in L.A. as well. So for me, Pittsburgh plus three here uh, is the way to go. I'm excited about that one. And as I said, I think they have a really good chance to win uh, on the road. It just feels like that kind of game for Pittsburgh. Although L.A. has definitely been the better of the two teams uh, in their previous games this year. I just think that this is a Steelers game. So give me the Steelers plus three. Uh, But what, what do you think, Gabby? I'm right there with you, Sam, here. Steelers plus three. I, I feel like this is going to be a nice spot for them coming off the bye to, to just be able to beat the Rams. The Rams are coming off pretty good beat down of the Cardinals, but I don't think they're going to be able to actually stop Jalen Warren in this spot in the running game. I think 
off the bye, I think it's going to be a change in the guard. I think Najee Harris has been too poor in the run game, and they need a spark. So I think that you're going to see more touches for Jalen. And Deontay Johnson is going to be back, so I think they're going to have a boost in the passing game as well, somebody that can beat man coverage one-on-one and give Penny Pickett easy, nice and easy throws. And also the return of Pat Fryermuth. So I think the Sears are getting healthy at the right time. So give me them postal points. That's a good point there uh, about getting healthy and coming off the bye. Um, yeah, and if Jalen Warren did take over the majority of carries, oh, my God, that would make me so happy. I can't stand watching Najee lately. He is such a plotter who does not really plot. Um, yeah, not my favorite watch right now. I like really like seeing uh, Jalen Warren out there. He's explosive. He's fun to watch. But, yeah, anyways, uh, moving on to our next matchup, we got the Chargers. Coming into Kansas City to face the Chiefs. The Chiefs are five and a half point favorites, fairly sizable uh, for this matchup here, but I do still think I'm going with the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are notorious for not covering, but I just, uh, the Chargers are just so disappointing in every way. And the Chiefs, they're the Chiefs. And I think they they get a big win here. Um, and I, and I, I just, it's going to be tight, but I do think they win by a solid margin um, just due to the Chargers, I think, are worse than last year, and they weren't they weren't beating the Chiefs really uh, last year, so I think they lose by more. I mean, I just, I just don't think the Chargers are that great, and the Chiefs are very good, and even though it's a divisional matchup, uh, I think that the – I don't think that the Chargers can keep it close. So give me the Chiefs here. Kind of a gut one. I don't really have a ton of reasons for it. It's really, it's kind of a tough one with the spread being where it's at. Um, but I do think it's not quite big enough for me to pick the Chargers. So, uh, Gabby, what do you think? I'm going with the Chiefs here. They've had the Chargers number for the last couple of years, and I think it's going to continue here. Or, Yeah, sorry. I was looking at the next week's slate. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna take the Chiefs here. I think they wake up before this when they ever they play the Chargers just because of how what explosive this team is and how much of a scare they really can put into them. But I think the Chiefs defense is for, there for real this year in five and a half. Like as you stated earlier, not a big enough point total to be afraid of them. So I like the Chiefs here to cover plus um, minus the points. And I like Patrick Mahomes from a fantasy perspective to have a boom week finally. He has not had a week since week three versus the Chicago Bears where he got pulled in the fourth quarter where he it felt like he won you a week in fantasy. And that was with 25 points, which is, like, great, but that's not really the reason why you necessarily won the week. So I'm excited for a performance here where he gets you plus 300 and three touchdowns, maybe 30 on the ground as well. So, I think that's a good shout. I think they're going to have to score. I mean, we've done, I've done a lot of talking about the over under. This one's uh, 48 and a half, uh, the Chargers and the Chiefs. So, if that is true, if that holds, Chiefs are going to need to score, especially if they're going to beat the Chargers by, uh, by six. So, uh, I think that's a really good call. I don't think that the, there's any real chance that the Chiefs go out there and uh, 
dominate this game on the ground. So, uh, yeah, should be a good game for Patrick Mahomes. Hopefully he doesn't get his touchdowns vultured and uh, gets you a really good week. I think that's a good uh, good shout there. Um, well, yeah. yeah, just one thing to note as well is – with that, I think it's going to be – I think Rasheed Rice as well is going to be, like, would be an interesting ad just because, A, the Chargers are the 32nd worst defense versus your quarterbacks and then also 32nd versus wide receivers. So I'm just thinking more from, like, I think those guys in particular, any, any piece of that offense, it's going to be one of the most explosive games of the year, I think, so far. And I know that it's these games have been underwhelming. So if you need some sort of boom, or even from like a betting perspective, you want to hit the overs on some of these passing yards or passing totals, pass touchdowns overall. I think this is a game to do so. I definitely think it's going to crush it, like you've been saying. Yeah, I think that's a. I think those are good, good points. And yeah, as you as you mentioned with Rasheed Rice. I think he could have a pretty good game. And I, I think he's a really interesting add in fantasy uh, as well. I, I think he could be long-term uh, a really talented receiver for the um, for the team. He hasn't been getting very – or a really productive receiver for the team. Obviously, I do already think he's a talented receiver for the team. But he hasn't been getting the snaps. But I think he's shown the flashes and will continue to get more snaps and – and obviously what's been the most productive offense in the NFL over the last few years um, at, on aggregate, he is a piece that I think I'm, I'm really interested in getting most, especially in dynasty, but even in redraft, if you have space on the end of your roster. So um, yeah, definitely interested in him and getting somebody in the chiefs uh, offense. I mean, it's, it's obviously the, the alluring, uh, pie in the sky idea that you're going to get the the other weapon to go along with uh Travis Kelsey the Tyree kill uh replacement but lots of people have been crowned that and then not worked out and obviously Rasheed Rice could be another guy but I, I actually do think he has a legit chance and is different so uh definitely worth a pickup may not be this year may not be ever but uh I do think he's worth that that shot there uh anything else on that matchup Gabby before I move on no, I think we covered it. Awesome. Uh, moving on to our last game in the late window, and one of my personal favorites this week, just because I, I think the one team is the favorite team is not favored by enough. But uh, we got Green Bay coming into Denver. Green Bay favored by one point. Even even though it's in Denver and Green Bay has looked vulnerable lately, Denver's looked like trash. And they have, of course, a lot of big names that should be able to turn it around, but I I don't think they will be able to. And Denver, I think they've got – or not Denver, excuse me, Green Bay. I think they've got a lot of talent. Jordan Love has had a couple tough weeks, but if he has a bounce-back week, which I think he can against this shaky team, I think that uh, Green Bay is just head and shoulders above of Denver in, in every other way. So, uh, for me – Green Bay, I think, gets the job done. Uh, only risky things, uh, it just being in Denver, in the altitude, and you never know if Sean Payton it comes through with some of his magic, but uh, really like Green Bay here. Um, we're feeling really strongly about this one, so taking that minus one. But uh, what do you think, Gabby? 
I'm here with you, man. Green Bay is going to be one of my stronger bets, I think. Denver is one of the whacker teams in the NFL. I mean, it's as soon as you think Russell Wilson has been playing well after his regression from last year, he comes out and lays a dud on Thursday Night Football. And the defense, yeah, they have a couple studs like Patrick Sertain, but it's been bad throughout this whole year. And with Aaron Jones coming back, I think they're going to be able to run the ball effectively uh, versus the worst rush defense in the NFL and control this game. So I like the Packers here. And with a pretty good kicker as well, I think they're going to be able to actually lean on him in honors. He's been able to make most of his field goals, which I know is a weird thing to say, but just given the altitude, I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Love and this offense, they sell the field goals a little bit more just uh, – given their comfort uh, with this kicker. He's been actually really solid. Uh, the little brother for Dana Thompson. Thanks. Um, well, glad we got some agreement there. We've agreed on the last three now. Um, so kind of makes me feel better about those picks. But, yeah, anyways, uh, moving on to Sunday night football, which this week is is a really great matchup. We got Miami coming into Philadelphia as two-point underdogs. Gabby, what, what do you think about this one? This is this is going to be a fun one, I think, to watch for sure. Yeah. I like Philadelphia. Mm. Philly minus two. I think this is the spot here. I think they finally got the, the whooping that they needed. They were playing with their food for so long, and they finally, finally got that loss. I think this is what they uh, – Kind of it's going to fuel their fire. So I think their line is Lane Johnson. Yes, he's, he might be out for a little bit, but I don't think the Dolphins can generate enough pressure for that to be a concern. So I think Philly is going to be able to control the ground, the game on the ground with DeAndre Swift and company. And they're actually going to be able to continue taking shots down the field with AJ Brown. He's been a monster these last uh, four weeks. So give me Philly minus two. The mmm sound that I heard at the beginning here makes me want to think that you're on the opposite side, but I'll let you take it away. Yeah, I am on the opposite side. Uh, I I think Miami's rolling right now, and I think Philadelphia is, while they are uh, probably, they're definitely in contention for best team in the NFC, I, I think that they maybe need one more week before they really get the kick in the pants that they need to uh, start dominating again. Really, part of the reason I am picking this game is um, that I think it's going to be a super, a really high scoring game. Philadelphia's secondary is still um, exploitable due to, due to some injuries. And Miami, I mean, they could score in any way. So, I mean, regardless of if that's not an issue for Philadelphia, I think Miami's going to find a way to score. I think they're going to score a lot. And I think Miami could score more than Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Is just not quite as multifaceted as Miami, I think, uh, this year, and it's and so I, I I'm going Miami with this one, but it's going to be really close. Philadelphia does have a really really strong run defense, and generally a pretty solid defense overall, just with some weaknesses in the passing game this year, just due to some injuries, like I said. But the offense, I think, is slightly overrated. Um, I want to see them have to put it together. I think they haven't faced uh, super tough competition in the last uh, this season and the last year. So 
Um, this is going to be a big test game for them. It is at home for them, so that's a big plus. But uh, Miami, I think, is just firing on absolutely all cylinders. And I think they definitely have enough defensively to cause problems for Philadelphia. And 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 I think they got some speed defensively and some size, which is going to help with the, the, the way that Philadelphia plays. Um, so, yeah, that, I, I, I am on the other one there. So for our first disagreement in a in a few picks, um, but yeah, I'm just really high on Miami this year. I think they're a better team than Philadelphia this year potentially. Um, I mean, that's probably not true. Philadelphia is so talented, but it's close. I don't know. I can go back and forth on that one. It doesn't matter. Definitely a really good game. I just think this one's going to be high scoring, and that plays in Miami's favor. So. Taking Miami, especially with two points, but yeah, definitely would be interested in them with the money line as well. Any other thoughts on that that one, Gabby? No, I think we covered it there. All righty. Well, we got our last game. I'll let you uh, lead us off with your thoughts on this one as well. We got the 49ers coming into Minnesota as six-and-a-half-point favorites. Even with their injuries to Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, um, of course, Minnesota suffering with Justin Jefferson being out, but even with the injuries the 49ers have, they're still a touchdown favorite. Um, but which way, which way are you going with this one? Is um, six and a half points enough for you to pick Minnesota? No, this could be a murder. This could be <laughs> 21 points. I'm willing to tease this one up to San Francisco 13 and a half. Um, I think this could be a two-touchdown, easy, easy game. Um, it, reports are saying McCaffrey has a chance of playing. I don't care if Evo plays. Evo doesn't need to play for me to change my mind. McCaffrey would make me probably not want to bet that 13-and-a-half, but I'm still over six-and-a-half, even if McCaffrey's out of here, just because of the fact that Kyle Shanahan has proven that they can plug and play for at least the game. I think their problem is when it gets to the playoffs and when they play elite teams, that's when they want to have that elite tier talent. And that's why they went out and got a guy like McCaffrey. But Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason, Elijah Mitchell, especially, they've proven that they can be consistent and really good running backs for regular season games versus really good opponents and be great running backs versus really bad defenses. And Minnesota Vikings are a really bad defense. So, I like the 49ers here, minus six and a half. I think Brock Brady's going to have a little bit of a bounce back game here. He's going to be able to toss the ball around like Brandon Ayuk here, who's been really good these last, uh, this first six weeks of the year. And I think the defense is going to be able to get after Kirk Cousins, who has, who looks completely different without the best wide receiver in football, which is understandable. Yeah, I could not agree more. Um, I I just think this is going to be a game that uh, San Francisco dominates. Like you said, Minnesota has absolutely no defense. They, I, I the only way I mean Kirk Cousins would have to have to have the game of his life for them to keep it even remotely close in my mind. Doesn't matter if Debo plays, if McCaffrey plays, both are out, both are in. Doesn't matter to me. I think San Francisco dominates this game. Like you said, the replacements they have at the running back position, showing they can play before, especially against 
poor opposition. And of course, like you said, Minnesota, very poor opposition. I, I, yeah. I mean, pretty much you said everything right on the, right on the nose. Yeah. For me, it doesn't matter at all about the injuries for San Francisco. And I think this is going to be really important to them actually, just because I think there could potentially become a narrative where Brock Purdy is overrated. And I think they're aware of that. And I think they think they're going to want to quash that before it could even possibly happen. Um, and I don't think he is overrated. So I think they're going to, going to be able to handily do that against a poor Minnesota team. Um, it's going to be interesting how Minnesota uh, takes the direction of their team after this, if it is truly a drubbing, but um, yeah, I think San Francisco just dominates this game in prime time. And yeah, I do think it wouldn't be shocking if uh, McCaffrey did play. Um, yeah. And, and this is for me uh, a best bet. So I'll just let that feed into our best bet section. Um, I already said everything I needed to say about San Francisco there. This is the best bet for me. This week, um, I just think this is a big mismatch. I think the only reason the spread is so low is just due to those injuries. But again, like we, me and Gabby both said, doesn't matter. Uh, other picks I really love this week in order. Uh, my second favorite is Miami plus two in Philadelphia. I, I think Miami's got it going on. I think they win this game with the points. Give me that. Uh, I, I'll be taking Miami there. I think this is going to be a really fun one, and I think Miami pulls it out. Um, Green Bay. Minus one in Denver, I also love. That's my third favorite. Uh, Green Bay, I think it's just better in every way than Denver, other than maybe the quarterback position. Jordan Love hasn't looked good, but but uh, truly I do believe that he is better uh, than Russell Wilson right now. Um, and I think he'll have a bounce back week after struggling. Jordan Love, that is. Um, four and five would be uh, Seattle is minus seven and a half over Arizona. And then Cleveland, uh, minus two over Indianapolis. Cleveland only ranks so low because we don't know who the quarterback is, but I feel super confident in their defense. Uh, I think they're going to be able to shut down Gardner Minshew and get the win regardless of who the quarterback's them. Seattle minus seven and a half over Arizona, partially only this low due to it being a, a hometown team. And I don't want to let my bias affect my best bets, but I do think Seattle goes out there and handily wins against Arizona. I mean, I think they just, are more talented in every area and really need to bounce back at home after a poor week last week. So those are my best bets again in order. It's San Francisco, Miami, Green Bay, Seattle, and Cleveland. Um, but yeah, Gabby, what are you thinking this week? For me, my best bets is going to be the Ravens here at number one. I think again, they're my Super Bowl pick and they've looked Exactly how I thought they were gonna look. I I think the wide receivers are dropping a little bit too many passes, but Lamar is looking really good from the pocket this year. So I think versus Detroit, they are a little bit undervalued. Number two, I'm with you here with San Francisco. Injuries a little bit overstated, no matter what. I think Kyle Shanahan is gonna find a way to win this game pretty handily. And last note on that, you need to remember that he was the OC for Kirk Cousins in Washington. So I think he's going to have a pretty good idea of the ends of what Kirk can do good really well and what he cannot do really well. So I like San Francisco here quite a bit. And then Cleveland is going to be my third one. And then the Saints are going to be my fourth one. So those are going to be my four that I'm really confident in. Um, so yeah, just... And then the fifth could be my the Chiefs as well, but 
That's going to be uh, just given the fact that the Chiefs versus the Chargers, you, I'm always going to pick Mahomes less than a touchdown. I think that's going to be – that's usually <laughs> that's a safe bet. Yeah, I agree. Uh, something about the Chargers, they just never get it done. But uh, what about survivor picks? What are you thinking there? For me this week, number one – I'm going to go with the Bills. I don't think Mac Jones or Barry Zappi has it. This offense for Bill Belichick hasn't been able to push the ball, but I know a couple of people haven't been able to pick the Bills. So um, if you don't have any of these, we're getting to this point of the season where you might not have any of the good teams left, but the Seahawks, if you saw the Seahawks available, they could be okay, but that that is going to be a sneaky one where they are going to be upset. So that wouldn't be my choice necessarily. Um, that's just that's that is going to be the biggest spread. And I know sometimes you you're forced into some of these decisions. I like the Raiders here this week. Me personally, even with Aiden O'Connell, um, Pageant, I just don't think he's going to be that guy. I think Justin Fields wasn't really able to. He had a couple flashes. Been able to move the ball, but the pageant, we know that it's going to take him a couple of weeks to figure out what he does well and what he doesn't do well. We've seen that with Luke Fickle. Not Luke Fickle. Wow. That is the coach. <laughs> uh, with Luke Getsy, um, the offensive coordinator for the Bears. So I know this week he's not going to be able to uh, figure out this offense. So I like the Raiders. And my second pick would be the, be the Packers here. Like the Packers to just get the job done here versus the Broncos, but it's a tough week for first survivor, and I think this is a point where if you weren't able to save a, you didn't do strategically and just pick best teams, it's going to start getting rough here. You're going to have to start taking big chances here. So hopefully it works out for you. I got to be honest. I think if you're taking Las Vegas over Chicago this week before you know about Jimmy G. I think you're I think you're asking to get eliminated. I I mean obviously I think Chicago's gonna win that game. I just cannot believe that game is a totally a crapshoot, I feel like, at this point, without knowing who the quarterbacks are gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily it doesn't walk till Sunday, so Yeah. Yeah. You should know, but if if um Aiden O'Connell is the quarterback like for mine? I the Niners are already taken for me, so I can't pick the Niners. The Chiefs are already taken for me. I guess I could go with the Rams, but I think the Steelers are going to win that game, so I'm going to be disingenuous there. Seahawks, I might be forced to just take the Seahawks there, but I think there's a good chance they they just straight up lose that game. So I like the Raiders here still, or yeah. the Saints. I might. Well, well, caveat: if we know Trevor Lawrence isn't gonna play, I'm probably, I'm just gonna pick the Saints. Hmm. That's not a bad one. I do think Thursday night gets a little wild, so um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be messing with that even if Trevor Lawrence isn't in there. But I don't blame you for that one. Logically, it should be the Saints game. Uh, for me though, uh, for my survivor picks, my in order, my top safest ones would be Bills over Patriots, Seattle over Arizona. San Francisco over Minnesota, Green Bay over Detroit, and then Cleveland over Indianapolis in that order. But if I'm recommending you pick some just to be a little bit more strategic, I'm probably I'm gonna leave off San Francisco. I would I would go Bills. Um 
potentially is the number one. I do think this is a tough week. I I I think this is one's kind of iffy. It's if you really want to play it safe, the Bills is not a bad one. I really think they win this game, but they do have lots of injuries and coming off some bad weeks. So I would probably look more like Seattle over Arizona. I think Seattle. While they're a pretty solid team, I think they have some volatile weeks, and I think this is a week they get a win pretty handily. So I do I do think this is a good week to pick them, even if you're trying to be strategic. Uh, Green Bay over Denver, I don't think you're going to get a ton more weeks where Green Bay is like the super obvious favorite. Um, so I'm taking Green Bay here. Um, and then Cleveland over Indianapolis. I mean, it's just it's only iffy because you don't know who that backup quarterback is, and you might get hit with some intro magic, but – if you know Deshaun Watson's going to play, I love that one. Um, and I still really like it, even if he doesn't. So, um, yeah, that's what I think about those ones. Uh, anything else for the uh, the listeners before we uh, wrap it up, Gabby? No, I think we covered it here over, over the pod. Great. Well, I had uh, one last question for you before. Uh, we finish out here, um, and this is just one that I forgot to ask you at the top of the pod, but do you think you would have picked Cleveland or San Francisco um, if you had to pick before you knew who the quarterback was last week? If I had to pick before I knew who the quarterback was last week? Yeah, because the game was uh, San Francisco. The spread was San Francisco minus seven over Cleveland, and you picked Cleveland if Watson plays. And San Francisco, if any other QB, so you, you kind of screwed yourself out of a, a win there. Yeah, because I think I would have flipped San Francisco. I thought they were just going to come out there and dominate. I thought I thought the QB play when they initially put out DTR was going to be pretty bad, but PJ Walker showed that he's going to he's a true NFL quarterback. So um, I I don't think the drop off the Sean Watson isn't as worth as many points as I deemed them out to be, which also thank you for bringing that up because it it kind of goes with my argument of why I'm really picking the Raiders here this week for my survivor pick, no matter who that quarterback is, because I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is worth that many points to the Raiders overall outside of Aiden O'Connell. I'd probably have him power rated at maximum three. So um, I think that Vegas has that pretty, pretty locked in there. And um uh, if Jimmy G plays, hooray! Um, if he doesn't, <laughs> okay. I so. will say that's a pretty good point. Yeah, um, yeah, that just gave me a chuckle. I wanted to bring it up because uh, you uh, you got yourself out of some points uh, getting the win there um, by not going with the the Browns because they had the backup. So uh, that made me chuckle, um, but. Yeah, anyways, I mean it was obviously a good week for you, so you know I can't I can't say too much. But anyways, um thank you for uh listening if you've listened this far. Uh thanks for joining us. Um I hope you got some uh good information from our segments here um and feel ready to place your bets and make some money this week. Um and we hope you'll join us next week again for uh week eight. And uh so again, best of luck to you. Uh thanks for listening, and uh we will catch you next time. Thank you.